This episode of Mascot Diaries is brought to you by Engineered to Entertain. From mascot championship rings to popcorn guns and giant mascot cell phones, Engineered to Entertain. Diary. Today I interviewed someone who's been a mascot for 12 years. He's a former UD and now he works for the Phillies as a part of the Galapagos gang. Take a listen. How long have you been a mascot? Well, I'm going on about 12 years now. And what made you decide to become a mascot in the first place? Um, I know everyone says, you know, it sounds like sounds like everyone else's story, but uh, mine's a little different. So I was in seventh grade, and I grew up in Catholic school. So with Catholic school, you needed to complete service hours every year. So my mom is actually um, on the board of directors for Special Olympics of Delaware, and their mascot is a polar bear, and they were creating a costume and his name was going to be Lewis P. Bear, where the polar bear plunge is held every year annually. And they were looking for someone who was young and energetic and, you know, wanted to step in those shoes. And I needed to complete service hours. So at the time, I thought, hey, this is an easy way done. And from there, it just kind of took off. Oh, yeah. I totally feel you. That's how I got into working with kids. <laughs> I had to complete. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I had to do the service hours for Catholic school. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then it's just and then I realized, you know, this is this is a lot of fun and it's not a it's not a requirement. It was just uh, I actually enjoyed doing it. And, you know, one thing led to another and it's where here I am today. Nice. So, I mean, that started in seventh grade. Were you your high school mascot and then it just kept going? Well, actually, I went to an all-boys Catholic school, and they did not have a mascot. Oh, yeah. So I know a lot of other people were their high school mascot, and unfortunately, we just never had one. So I was doing, in high school, because I was was doing the Special Olympics of Delaware Bear mascot, and I just continued that all four years in high school. So I completed my service hours, and I was getting my master's experience in then. Nice, nice. And then you went on to to college, right? Yep. So then after that, I went to the University of Delaware. I actually do. So the summer camp I worked at, the camp counselor, I actually, my old camp counselor was actually on the University of Delaware team. And working with him, he knew I was doing Special Olympics. Um, we had done, a, we, it was actually funny, we've done events together, community appearances, him, you know, with UD and me with P. Bear. And he said, you know, you're, you're great. I love what I see. You should really come out uh, and, you know, participate in triads for the University of Delaware mascot program. And so I gave some thought and I said, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. You know, I'm going to do it. And I tried out in spring of my senior year in high school in May and, you know, found out by the end of May that I'd made a team and I'd be joining the team uh, that coming fall of 2012. Nice. I feel like uh, I always hear like UD that's like thrown around like in in the mascot community. I mean, did you do your research or did you know that like UD was like, a? I don't know, like, a, I don't know. I feel like he's like, oh, yeah, like high, definitely held in high regard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually didn't. I didn't know a lot of mascots starting. 
Um, I knew your, you know, the the most popular ones, the Fanatic and Clutch of the Bears, you know, ones like that. But um, I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't a mascot expert by any means. And then one morning, uh, University of Delaware, you know, I got a whole crash course pretty quickly because <laughs> we we uh, compete in the UCA national championship for mascots. Um, and then, you know, as well as just traveling with the football team and other sports teams, you know, we're mean mascots all the time. So you had to be prepared. You had to do your research. No, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, was that like a lot of work? I know there's like a lot of preparation that goes into the competitions and stuff and on top of schoolwork. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, how did you handle that or, or what did you do to prepare for that? The biggest thing that, especially when um, we would try to recruit new people, to join the team, there's always, there's usually always two types of people for a, at least a college mascot. There's the person who's going to fall in love with it and, you know, make that their life. And then there's the one that's going to um, just kind of, you know, it's an extracurricular activity for them. You know, it's not, mascotting isn't their life and it's not for everybody. But oh, yeah. so there's those two types of people. And I was lucky enough that being around. I, I fell in love with UD and I just enjoyed what I did and loved uh, being out there every single time. And I just saw all the joy that UD brought to people's lives. And I just, I was glad I was a part of it. School could be tough at times, but, you know, they say, you know, when you, your job, when you love what you do, it's never really working. And that's exactly what it was. It was never really worked for me. So. That's it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't too hard balancing all of it. No, oh, yeah, definitely. And did you get to perform like at the UCA, like the, what is the championships? Is, is it a championship? Yep. The na- yeah UCA national mascot championship. I actually performed twice. So in 2015, that was my first year as a junior. I performed and we got second place, and we lost to Tennessee Tech awesome eagle and in 2016 i was a senior and we can i competed again and we actually won first place for that one and then in 2017 they i actually was asked i I did a fifth year and i was asked if i wanted to compete again to represent the team and the program and i actually said no i 2016 was my year and i had another uh person on the team that hadn't performed before and it was going to be their last year on the team so I wanted them to get that experience and so I kind of coached that person through it and yeah. we actually won in 2017 too so it's you know it's been a great college experience and we've had a lot of success for all the years with the UCA mascot national championship no yeah definitely would you say it's, I mean, uh, I feel like this is something that we haven't really touched on is like the recruitment process. And you said that there's, there's like those two types of people. And, and I totally get it. I mean, I feel like that's like mm-hmm. with everything. Like it's just, people. it's natural, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a natural thing. People love it or they just like it. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, when you were leaving, did you feel like you had to like recruit someone who like just loved it or, or did you like at least try to, you know, have some people on the team, like before you left? I don't know. I feel like that would be hard. Cause like, I feel like this is your baby. <laughs> and then like, you know, yeah, you no, leave exactly. it and then... <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, the good thing about it is it wasn't just a team. I, you know, I consider it my family. 
I know uh, Robert Bodwin has done an interview with you before. Um, he was actually the first UD ever. Now, he's, that was all the way back in 1994. And, you know, him and I can call each other up whenever or, you know, ask for this, ask for that. So it's just, it, you get so close with these people. And I was lucky enough, you know, with my captains and seniors before me, I was very close with them and the people who were after me, very close with them. And it's just, you know, that's is the bond you make. And with the recruiting process, we, you know, we use in-person recruiting with UD. We go out around campus with UD, hand out flyers. And we also use social media. UD has an Instagram, Twitter. And it's just, you got to use every avenue possible. And that's how you draw people in. You know, you want to show them how much fun you're having. And then they're interested because like, well, that guy looks like he's having a lot of fun. Let me check it out. Yeah. So recruiting is big. It's definitely for, for uh, college mascots. Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel like you have like a, a large team as well because you, you have like two mascots, right? You have the baby, baby blue. Was it baby, baby blue? blue? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. So back in the day, it <laughs> was around, you know, the early 2000s, there was pretty much just UDs. And then it would always be, you know, one student would be a baby blue. And then, uh, you know, baby blue was just so adorable and cute that there was a lot of demand for baby blue. So we actually added, you know, three or three, about three college students were portrayed baby blue. And then there was about six UDs. So we had, you know, varied from a team from nine to eight, which, like you said, a lot of schools are two or three people max if not just one yeah no i feel like that's um that's a huge number i mean to yep. compared to people that i have talked to who are struggling to just to get someone i you know i've heard it all like big teams people with like four which i feel is like a good number and then you have those those mm-hmm. teams that are just struggling it's like it's just me bro <laughs> it's just me <laughs> yeah, yeah by yourself handling yeah. it all yeah no yeah just, yeah so delaware was definitely I was definitely fortunate at Delaware that there was a team and a program already in place that really cared about the characters and everything. Because I, I know I've heard the horror stories of you know, the single person taking it all on by themselves. And it can get overwhelming for sure if you're by yourself. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's just good to hear that you had a good support system. And then so yep. so when you when you left uh i don't know like what what did you move on to like did you pursue a career in mascotting or what was life after being ud Uh, life after ud um (laughs) so yeah as you may or may not know we've got a ton of them that are pro minor league sports entertainment mascots um i think we're up to around 15 that have been in, in and out of those positions so I don't know if it's confirmed, but uh, the older guys like to say that, um, you know, we're out of Delaware. We have the most mascots that move on to professional mascots. I, I think it's kind of, I think it might be true to be honest, because there's a mascot, every single sport from Delaware. I knew that mascotting wasn't going to be my life and my career, but I did. I was lucky enough that when I was a junior in college in 2014, Dave Raymond, who also you've interviewed before, he was the original Philly fanatic. He actually called up one of the alumni who I'm very close with 
and said the Phillies are creating new mascots, four inflatable characters. Do you guys want in? And I was like, of course I want in. So now I'm a part of the Philadelphia Phillies Galapagos gang. And it's been an amazing experience. It, you know, it's, it goes back to, I'm never really working because uh, the Phillies fanatic is the boss. So it's just, it's just amazing going to work for that. And, you know, create a memory that'll last, last a lifetime. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like, yeah, to have that connection where David Raymond is calling, I, I feel like that's a pretty strong connection to have, like an important connection to have. No, exactly. And that's what we started. There was four characters. And actually, out of the four people that got hired, three of us were University of Delaware UDs. So it just it kind of goes to show you know, we just went in, we, we crushed it. And they were, they liked what they saw, and you know that's what we started with three uh, three UD alumni. So and actually now we our team is about uh, eleven people strong now. We started four, and just through the man for the Galapagos gang grown. So now we have a team of eleven. Nice. And then um, we're not giving out your name or anything. So even though okay. I mean it's right, we're not. Giving <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you can you can give out you can give out my name like I, I, that's fine by me. Oh, okay. It's up to you. It's it's all it's, it's all up to you. But I'm I'm full of you here. So. Oh, okay. Well, I was just gonna. Say, I didn't think we were gonna give out your name, but I was just gonna say like, is it important for you to keep like your identity a secret, or how important was that throughout like your college years and until now? Like, or do a lot of people know? So. Being on, as we talked about before, being on a team that big at University of Delaware is definitely, and you know, all your friends seeing you on the field, um, standing on the field, and you know, we have these, we have these uh, blue and gold overalls, which are cool colors, and the mascots wear those just because we're, you know, we're fun going instead of uniforms, we wear our overalls. So friends would be like, "What are you doing on the field?" And we were allowed to say we were on the mascot team. It's just the biggest thing is you can't tell them when you're in costume. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's, you know, it still preserves it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm proud to say that I'm on the mascot team, but, you know, it's definitely, which a lot of mascots will attest to this, it's better when you're interacting with them and they're calling you UD yeah. compared to being like, you know, my name, my name, my name. And then it's just, it's just, uh, it ruins the character almost. So oh, yeah. that's that's I I think a very good like golden rule um, not to tell people when you're in costume, but they can know that you're part of it. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> that always trips me out because I know a few like mascots and they have their backups, and it's like I never know, like you never want to like assume, and then yep, I don't like to talk to like the people in the costume. Like, and I don't mean to be rude or anything. Like, I don't like to bug them. Mm-hmm. I like I'll ask for my picture. And I like, but I'll just be like, Hey, how are you? But it's like weird. Like, cause I know you're not going to talk back to yeah. me. And it's like, it's like, well, I hope you're doing good. I, I've seen it before where people have been on the team and, you know, maybe like a roommate, you know, if they're their best friend, they might have like some secret handshake or some secret signal. Yeah. Um, you know, with that, one, with that one person and that person that I've been in costume and that person's given me the signal. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what this signal is. 
<laughs> yeah yeah i know it's always so awkward so i'm just like yeah hey hope you're doing good right thanks for the picture bye <laughs> like, yeah i don't know because i don't, don't want to assume yeah yep <laughs> that's funny like secret handshakes do you mm-hmm. have like a routine before you get in the suit like i don't know like whether it's so many bottles of water or not eating like salty things or i mean whatever it is like maybe you have to do a little dance before you jump in the suit like is there like <laughs> yeah. something that you do to prep like before jumping into the suit not really i know a lot of people do i would the biggest if we're going like a tradition type thing i usually wore the same compression shorts same <laughs> arm compression shirt and even you know i had these blue nike socks that were knee highs and i mean other than that that's about it um i so i always i always wanted to wear this clothes just to make it seem like a tradition um but no i could i could really just jump in to costume whenever whenever i wanted to it's i mean the hydrating is always important though to make sure you're hydrated but yeah i didn't do a dance um i would say the most would be maybe just you know i like listening to music so um, while I'm getting dressed, I'll play some music or something like that to kind of get me upbeat a little more. But yeah, I just I don't have any any tradition or any that for getting in the costume. So now that you know you're a part of the, I'm gonna say this wrong because this is and I I'm used to saying like no, I know a lot of people <laughs> yeah a lot of people can't pronounce it. Uh, I'm used to saying jalapenos like because. It's like the yeah. weird way of saying jalapenos, like I'm Mexican, so. Um, yeah. But anyways. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of the same, Galapagos. <laughs> it took me a while to master it, for, to be honest. It, it took me a little bit. But, okay, so so the, um, you're part of this gang, so, I mean, do you help? Yeah, you come... can just, you can, if it's easier, just call it the G-Gang, that's what we call ourselves. Nice, I like G-Gang. that, <laughs> the G-Gang do you help yeah. <laughs> are you a part of like helping like come up with like the skits and everything or like i mean what is your role like and preparing for the games and stuff so we actually every year we have a meeting with the fanatic and the fanatic kind of presents some mixes of music uh that we that uh they've up the phillies have come up with and you know, from there, it's kind of creates your dance moves we're going to do. Being a, in, we're four inflatable characters. Yes. So, you know, we're around 10 feet tall, giant balloons there, pretty much. Not a lot of emotion can be shown through inflatable characters. So it's very, it's hard to do, you know, basic, you know, dances. Like there's the wobble. Uh, it doesn't really show through that well in inflatable costume. So... Per se, yes, we do. We do come up with the antics and and then the you know dance moves kind of for those dances and skits with the fanatic. And you know, fanatic is great. I mean, that's just a foundation was laid so long ago, and it's you know I think and I know a lot of people think it. Philly fanatic is the greatest mascot ever, and it's just there. Almost the fanatic has a lot of groundwork laid to the point where. We just kind of add into it. So there's an already an idea, and we just kind of add to make it work for our diverse costumes. So yeah, yeah we do we do have a creative hand in all of that. And do you have like a favorite like crowd pleaser or anything, or even something that like the fanatic does? I don't know. I mean, being there like firsthand. Uh, yeah, um, 
I mean, there's a couple different ones as UD. Um, so UD is actually androgynous, which means UD is neither a female or a male. So, you know, a lot of people automatically assume that UD is a guy, but it's not true. So one, the one thing I loved doing was, you know, portraying the female side of UD. So, you know, we alternate uh, during games and stuff. So um, one go out. And they might be that big buff, you know, big buff wearing the football jersey, UD. And then I'll come out in this, it's this small yellow polka dot bikini. And it's like pretty much all UD did was just take a five minute break. And UD's now out in this, in this bikini. And I'm, I'm dancing and twirling down and I'm flirting, I'm flirting with everybody. And so people just love that, you know, it could be, middle of December and here I am, you know, running around in a bikini. So people love that. And then, you know, being an inflatable, people don't expect, expect when you fall down. Oh yeah. And so when I actually <laughs> I jump, I jump up and, you know, kind of slam my face on the ground and that's what it looks like in the costume and people just lose their minds. So there's, I mean, there's so many that people love when uh, they don't expect it. Oh man, I, the inflatables like still get me. Like props to you because it, people have explained this to me, like that there's strings and stuff, and then there's not a lot of visibility. But yeah, I, it still confuses me on like <laughs> like how everything works. No, I know. And, like so, yeah. props to you. And then that's what I was lucky enough that Delaware had an inflatable uh, called Air UD. So I got a little experience before, but. I remember looking at it the first time too and being like, I don't know how to work this thing at all. So, yeah, I mean, I guess because if you're used to being in the costume, like, I mean, I've been in a costume and I just had to like breathe. I, I am like slightly like claustrophobic or whatever, but I, I feel mm-hmm. like it would it would be worse in 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 the inflatable. Like, I don't know. I've never been in one. Like, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I'm just like I trying mean, to like get my head around yeah. it. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> actually it's actually not that bad. I'm I'm a little claustrophobic too to be honest. And being inflatable, there's so much room inside of that costume. You can almost at least, you know, every costume is built differently, but I have at least half an arm length reach fully around me at all times. Oh nice. So <laughs> it yeah, it's very spacious and ours were built with actually great visibility. But I've seen costumes that, you know, they're they're made poorly and they're just made tough. And uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's been great being in an air character because there's a lot of room. It's definitely not as hot. So, oh, yeah, it's that's just, it's, it's a whole different atmosphere. No. Oh, yeah. Is it like is it difficult when like someone like bumps into you or like tries to hit you or. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, it's, it's a valid question. Um yeah, I mean, it, it does get difficult to see sometimes. You don't, you can't look, pretty much, you can't look straight down. Yeah. So you kind of have to maneuver around that way. Um, so if there's like a little step that's like not very clear, um, I've tripped a few times. Oh my God. And then also it's just uh, when it gets darker out, it, you, it the visibility is not that great. So yeah, it, it definitely has its challenges and it can be a little tough. It's just, it's all about, you know, being tossed in and just knowing knowing how to work it yeah definitely and do you have like a favorite event that you've that you've worked like any at any time like the 
the parades, the 5Ks, I don't like, or maybe mm-hmm. just the sporting events. Like, which one is your favorite? So, if I'm going to talk about UD for this, I I played football in school and high school, and I always loved doing football games with UD because the way we had it set up was UD had a big University of Delaware flag. And then there was a promo video that would play. And then Udi had a cue. Udi would take off a running. Baby Blue would be in front. And then there would be cheerleaders with flags spelled Delaware. And the football players are right behind you. So that was always, and there was the whole nine yards of smoke, you know, everything. Um, so I always thought that was so cool because you're leading the team. And um, you kind of set the tone with you sprinting and in with the flag and then after that football players will have the american flag and they'll wave that and then UD would stand next to them waving the dollar flag and just pictures and it's just it's amazing to look at so i love football games the other thing was uh, that i loved was community service events which we did a good number of um like special olympics or boys and girls club um, or there's the YMCA because those were the ones where you're not the big bad um, UD. You're the you're the you know how can I change this kid's day UD? Where you're down on a knee or you're down and you're down to their level and um, you're trying to get through them and make sure that they're having a good time and you want to make a positive impact in their lives. And that's really what mascotting is all about. It's about, you know, changing people's lives for the better, you know, mascots make lives better. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. And I love that. I love that. So those events, those community service events were really the ones that touched my heart the most because I could see how I impacted that, that little kid's day or that little kid's mood and know that they're going to probably remember that for the rest of their lives hands down like i love every time like you guys say that for the most part everyone says it like and it, it really is it's awesome yep so i mean being out in in the community and it has its its pros you know um but what are some cons mm-hmm. or what are some stories like i mean and it doesn't have to be out in the community like how do you deal with the unsupervised children the drunks the groupies the adults <laughs> yeah all right so I mean, it's all about, it's all about knowing your environment and, you know, you have to do what's best for you. So, uh, I've had, Judy has a long tail yeah, and (laughs) it's, it's made out of like hard plastic and it, you know, kids love hanging on it. And so, um, you're interacting with all these kids and they just, they just rush you. And then you got these hanging on your tail and it's, you know, you know, you turn around and um, you kind of, you know, wave a finger at them or you shake your head so they can kind of get the message. But then the, also the good thing is always, and Baby Blues, always had a handler with them, yeah. which is very vital because that's, you know, that is your lifeline. So every handler was also a mascot. So they they understood what we were going through and they'd see the pulling on the tail or or hitting Udi and stuff and they would be like no 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 be nice to Udi you know be nice to Udi I heard Udi so um for kids it was kind of just kind of you know you, you gotta you can't 
you can't scold them or anything. You know, you have to make sure you're talking to them respectfully and appropriate. And then with drunk fa- fans, they get aggressive. <laughs> like, boy, do they get aggressive. And uh, it's just, you gotta, you gotta let it go. You know, you can't, can't react. That's a big thing. Um, because nobody's going to remember this drunk fan hitting a mascot. Everyone's going to remember the mascot hitting a drunk fan. So um, you just got to be calm. The handlers play an important role with that too. You know, and then sometimes, you know, drunk fan will come up, they're pushing me and everything and they go shake my hand. And, you know, sometimes I've just, I've squeezed a little bit harder during that handshake uh, just to let them know that there's a person in here. Cause that's what a lot of them don't realize um, that it's, they just think it's, I don't even know what goes through their head to be honest, but they just think they can kind of do what they want. So you just gotta, you know, make sure if it escalates, you get out of there and then have your handler there to help you. So you just gotta prepare yourself for all those situations. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, even if they're not drunk, you know, it's, it's amazing to me, like how much people like believe, <laughs> I mean, I've just been like the Easter bunny, but I've had, I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. I know it happens to me. Like I want all my pictures of like when I go like to the sporting events and stuff, yeah. but it's just mm-hmm. like amazing, like how much time like people will take. And it's like, do you realize that I am just a person like in a suit and, and like, I don't, I, especially like, and I'm sorry, like in the bunny costume, I know it's like so lame, but um, it's like, no, still, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't hold the babies and they, people would like get mad. They had to like tell them like, and take a step back. Like my handlers and like quote handlers, which is my coworkers. Yep. It's like, this costume is just like a bunny costume. Like it's very slippery in there. Like they really don't have a grip. I mean, what else do you want mm-hmm. me to do? Like, I don't know. It's just like amazing how people like don't understand that. And then like, you have to tell these people, I'm like, come on lady. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely. That's what. Yeah, it's with my one of my first times kind of seeing the fanatic like interact with people. Uh, I was standing out there, and he, you know, he's lucky enough that he's a wheeler that he he the fanatic rolls up on, and it's it's a lifeline because there are people they, they make a it's almost like a circle, and it just goes back like seven people deep around the circle trying to get a picture, a high five, anything. And the snack jumps on the four wheeler, kind of beats the horn, and gets out of there. It's it's, it's a mob scene. So it, you're right. I mean, people people don't realize, but it's the fanatic gets mobbed, and I just I don't know how he does it sometimes. Yeah, I'm very curious. Like, I I definitely want to check out a major league baseball game where there's a mascot. I don't. I, I'm in LA. I don't have one. Angels don't have a mascot. Um, Dodgers. Oh yeah. Dodgers have like this weird bobblehead guy, but they they say that he's not the mascot. He's just like an entertainment like photo op or something like that. They've I've seen okay. that quoted in the LA Times somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I go to the minor league baseball games and stuff, but I I feel like it it probably wouldn't be as like nearly as crazy. Like I definitely like want to take a trip up to um San Francisco and and check out Lucille one of these days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's great. It's great. Yeah, but just just to see what, you know, his kids are like in person and just to see like the, the interaction there. Like, I don't know. I'm curious. Like, I like to observe all that stuff when I go to games and if there's a mascot there. I, I definitely think it's different. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I agree. <laughs> so do you have any like, do you have like one crazy story that like comes to mind? 
Not, I mean, not really. I mean, it's just, I haven't had really a crazy story. It's just, I've done some pretty incredible things. It's, you know, I've traveled all along the East Coast there, you know, performed at Madison Square, Madison Square Garden and the bar um, basketball legend was sitting not even like a row away from, you know, performed with, you know, the uh, previous vice president, Jim Biden. He's visited the University of Delaware campus because he's, um, and, you know, in Florida, it's just, those things are just incredible when people, you know, ask what I've, you know, places I've gone and what I've done. And sometimes I'm just by the things I've got to experience. Can you repeat the names that you said, Joe Biden, right? Yeah, Joe Biden and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Okay. You kind of cut out. So I just want to make sure that I have those names Uh, in there. (laughs) I I kind of figured, but I was like, no, people might not know. (laughs) No, no, Um, I understand. (laughs) um, (laughs) And uh, well, do you have... Any regrets? I know those are a ton of positives, but I just always like to throw that in there. Like, I don't know, because I'm such a native person. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got I mean, you. Just uh, throw it out there. Always, there's always regrets. I would say one of the biggest ones is, you know, not doing more. And I know it might sound cliche, but now looking back at it, you know, that was, UD was hands down, you know, changed my life. One of the best maps I've ever seen in person, got to portray. And, you know, there were times with life that goes on, you know, there's events in your life and you can't always do a mascot event. You can't always, you know, do something with you. And um, I just wish I kind of freed up my schedule a little more if I could. Um, I wish, you know, I always try to put UD first, but like I said, life just happens sometimes. And um, it's, you know, I did five years and those five years flew by in, in literally a blink of an eye. And, um, so yeah, I just, I definitely, if I could go back, I would, I would do a lot more with you than I did. I mean, I feel like that's, that's a common regret, but it, it's like you, you did what you did. You did what you could. And I'm sure if you look back, exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. If you look back at like what you skipped out on those things, I mean, that was probably a good reason for it. You know, like you always say, Oh, I should have done this, but I mean, there's always like a reason. I don't know, behind it. Yeah, not, I didn't have bad memories. It's just, you know, maybe it could have had a few more, but I, overall it was an amazing experience. So, yeah, but yeah, you know, it's not a, that's not, if that's my only regret, you know, that's not a bad regret to have. Yeah. What would you say is the hardest part about mascotting? Hardest part is knowing how to interact with the diverse group of people you're surrounded by. Um, as we talked about before, you know, you have the rough kids, you've got, the kids that adore you and love you. And then you've got the kids that, you know, are crying or afraid of you. Um, you've got drunk fans, you've got, you know, the elderly. It's just the hardest part. And you're just knowing how to react to when. So for example, you know, for a normal adult, you know, I'm going to shake their hand, interact with them, maybe give them a kiss. But for a kid, you'll be, uh, you know, kind of with your face in your hands, playing hide and seek if they're a little scared. Um, so the hardest part is just that it's just it's knowing what to do, what to do when and trying to get that message across that you can interact on all these different levels. Oh yeah, definitely. And I always say that like you guys have to just think on your toes. I mean, you never know yep. like what you're going to interact with, and it's a lot of improving 
because you don't know if a kid's exactly. gonna be scared like i mean you're like oh yeah a kid and then it's like ah like what the hell is that you know like, mm-hmm. yeah um, i know it's, it's <laughs> like you said it's so it's so much improv and one little thing can make that kid go from happy to terrified so yeah. it's just yeah like you said on your toes constantly yeah but like props to you guys because i have trouble socializing and i'm not even in <laughs> like a costume or anything yeah. it's just like me being i know awkward. it's hard stuff and now and you gotta interact with all these little kids in the mascot costume so yeah it definitely is like a lot you never know when someone's drunk yeah so i mean yep yeah but what is your favorite thing about mascotting i've kind of already touched on it but i i uh i think i generally think i'm I'm pretty funny um <laughs> but i think that i was you know i can show that i'm funny through my emotions and reactions and hand signals and everything more. Um, so sometimes, you know, as, as myself, I be, uh, you know, the quiet reserved person, but, you know, in a cot and that as you or as Louie or, you know, uh, in the Galapagos gang, you get to show all those emotions, all those reactions and, you know, people understand them when you do it right. So, know you could um if a game if a game's going on and in front of a fan you yawn and check your watch and like the fan knows you're bored and it's just it is one of those things where you can communicate it's, it's amazing how you can communicate without any words and i don't think i ever really um realized that before and it's just it's almost like a relief because my favorite part you know, I might have a bad day, but UD never has a bad day. And that's something I learned from my alumni. And it's very important because whatever happens in your day, whatever you're going through, you never translate it over to the mascot. The mascot is always seen as that symbol. And that was one of the beautiful things about it because, that ma- I mean, UD, UD is just an icon in Delaware. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome how, how uh, revered UD is. No, yeah, I I definitely agree with that, and I I go by that rule as being like a a staff, uh, a summer camp, and just like a teacher too. I mean, if you had a bad meeting or if you had like you going to like your kids at day camp or something, you gotta just like switch that off and breathe and mm-hmm. just be like your camp leader, like just letting it go and just trying to have fun with your job, you know, going forward. Cause you can't take that out on the kids. I think that's just working with kids in general. Like, yeah, yeah like yep. you gotta be something positive for them. No, exactly. And, and that's what it's a, it's a big switch and where, you know, it, it separates you and the mascot and it's a skill that you have to master. So, you know, I, I respect a lot of people, mascots out there that can make that switch easily. Cause it's not an easy thing to do. And, I mean, it applies to, like you said, you know, and then being a camp counselor, it's just, you know, that's a hard thing to do. Oh, yeah, definitely respect to all those that can just switch it off like that. So, yep. I mean, do you, is there anything else you want to add before we go into our last two questions? <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I'm good. I mean, I think we've been covering a pretty good amount. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so, well, just winding down, uh, which mascots inspire you i know i mean you've talked about a couple that are in your life right now but is there any other that you want to shout out or shout out again i mean just like i said you know the philly fanatic i learned i incorporated a lot and learned a lot from the philly fanatic and kind of brought that into ud even 
uh, with my character Bessie with the Galapagos gang. And, you know, it, there's a lot. You know, it would be here forever if I was naming all of them. But um, just the mascots that, you know, the ones that have been UDs, who went on to perform the mascots I've met along the way, and, you know, my veterans, they're the ones that really inspired me to want to be better. And I learned a lot them, you know, every mascot's got their own style, but, um, they kind of taught me how to be UD and that's, you know, that's something that, you know, I always cherish. So just, if I'm giving a shout out, it's just all the people that have, you know, helped me master, uh, mascotting along the way. Yeah, definitely. And then any advice to, to anyone that wants to become a mascot? Definitely. Um, it's a it's a step it's a different step you know i if you asked me 12 15 years ago do you think you'd ever be a mascot i'd tell you no uh, so it's a it's definitely a step that you have to take and if you i know there are people people all the time when i when i said i was a college master they say oh i always want to do it and you know that's the biggest thing is you just got to go for it you know don't have that regret where oh being a college master look so fun i wish i had you know capitalized on that it's just those people out there that want to become mascots you do your research and take the right steps there's so many resources out there um and just just go for it because i'm telling you it's it's all about what you make it and i made i made it very fun and uh very memorable so um yeah you just gotta yeah for it that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I struggle, struggle with that. Like, I still want to go back to school and be a mascot. <laughs> but this, I feel like yeah, this is close I would, to some I might get. do it all over again, too. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'm going back to school. Oh, why? Because I want to be a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, any shout outs? Any shout outs to anyone in the world? <laughs> just kind of playing off what we just talked about, you know, just uh, shout out to everyone that is a mascot. Um, the ones that there's only one person at that college or university doing it or the one high school that are learning it, or even the professionals, you know, um, as a mascot community, you know, we make lives better and it's just shout out to everyone that participates in that and helps with that because, um, there definitely be a lot more sadness and a lot more, uh, negativity, if we weren't bringing the positivity into this world. So all ma- mascot brothers and sisters, you know, keep uh, doing what you're doing and, and keep uh, being positive. Definitely. Definitely. And I want to shout out to you. I want to say thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I know it's late over there and you just got off work. So I, I appreciate your time. I, I enjoyed no, of all of your stories and um, yeah, I think this, when I put it out, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. It's, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And that was it for episode number 57. I have 59 episodes, you guys. I just need one more. So (laughs) um, I'm having trouble with that one. So (laughs) if anyone wants to contact me, uh, go for it. It's oh, I think I forgot to totally like mention following my social media last time. You can follow me at Mascot Diaries on anything. It's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can email me at contact at mascotdiaries.com. So yeah, hopefully we can 
I can get one more interview in <laughs> and we'll get to 60 uh, this summer. It has been extremely hot in California. I think everywhere, but oh man, even in my area. I mean, I'm not close to the beach, but I'm not in the Inland Empire, like Riverside over there, like where it's like hella hot. If you're mascotting, be safe. Please stay hydrated. Oh man, I saw... <laughs> There have been a few of you complaining about the heat and yeah, posting some videos like, oh my goodness, like Cosmo was in Riverside the other day and I was like, no man, no, I couldn't even handle it. Like I was over there and I wasn't even in the suit, so I can't, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Take care of yourself if you're mascotting in the heat. I think that's it. Thank you for listening and take care. <laughs>